CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I have a reality TV expert with me to break down this week's episode of The Bachelorette. She's a comedian and the host of Reality Life with Kate Casey. Hello, Kate Casey. Sarah, Sarah. How many times do people sing that to you? My dad's friend always sings it to me, and that's it, and you. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah, there was this song when I was a kid that grandparents used to sing to me. It was like, Katie. And so you always know someone's age by the song that they sing back to you. I love it. I, I, I love anything to do with singing and myself. So it works. <laughs> um, okay, so I know you're a longtime Bachelor viewer, fan, oh, forever. commentator, yeah. forever. Where is the season falling for you on if you're enjoying it? Are you over it? How do you feel about it? Okay. The low lights are that I feel like you can see the weathering on people's faces. You can see the stress of COVID and I have tremendous empathy. You can see that Chris Harrison is like shuffling the shuffling things around to make it work. Here's the highlight for me is that in the beginning seasons, I'm going to say the first 12 seasons, even most of the contestants felt like they had to be a version of themselves in order to be the winner. And that had to be somebody that lives a very perfect life that they go on hometown dates and their perfect parents are standing in front of a bookshelf with crosses on the shelf and they're in matching yachting clothes and they've had no life problems and their parents have still been married. You had to be a cookie cutter contestant. And Mm -hmm. I like that the show has shifted that it's almost you are emboldened to bring forth all of your life's problems and there's less judgment. So that's the highlight of it. And I think that that was a much needed change to the show. Uh, But that at times you're cringing because you're like, maybe you just revealed a little too much, friend. Yes, I think that's such an interesting point. And with the show in general, watching it, I struggle because I, I always want what I can't have, right? Like this season is super serious and I'm like, oh, I kind of want them to be petty and annoying. <laughs> but then when they're petty and annoying, I'm like, this relationship's never going to work. They haven't talked about anything important. So I don't really know what yeah. I actually want on the screen, but that's a good point. I always am struck with when they say things like, I just really think that Tasha at this point in my life, I, I could see her as my wife. I'm like, There are people who date for like three years and still have trouble wrapping their brain around marrying someone and having a commitment. And you've met her for three seconds and somehow convinced yourself that based on a physical challenge that you two could have the most gorgeous children in the world and be married forever. It's the only thing they both have going for them is that they came to the show and the end game of the show is that they want 
a wedding on ABC. Like that is the one thing they have in common. So I guess marriage yeah. is a priority. So that's maybe why they jump to that conclusion because Bennett on this season, who is driving me up the wall mm-hmm. is that's like he, when he came back, we'll, we'll get into his little two on one with Noah. But even when he came back, like he said, I love you to Tasha. He's acting like he's never been in love before. He's a 36 year old man who was engaged previously. So I'm very confused about where, how this is that this is his narrative that he's never been in love before. Well, I think that Bennett had a job in finance in some capacity. I don't know that he actually worked at a hedge fund. I have reason to believe that's not true because some of the challenges he didn't know simple math. He also said at one point in the episode that it's been a world wind versus a whirlwind. So I'm like, maybe he's lying about going to Harvard. Maybe he did like one of those um, like online courses that some celebrities do because I like doubt Natalie that. Portman. Exactly. Like, no, she got a real. Oh, she went to real Harvard. I okay. think like Tyra Banks took like a correspondence oh. course and said she was like a Harvard law or student. Um, I think that Bennett hated whatever job he was in. And he was at a crux in his life. And he was like, let me see if I can make it in TV. And so he's throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. I don't think for one minute he was deeply in love with Tasha, But I think he's like trying it out to see how things work out on camera. He probably used the four cents that he had and hired a manager. And the manager said, when you go, try to emote in such a way that you grab the camera's attention. And I think he's playing that out on camera. That would be my guess. He, I feel like I've been on a real journey with him because I hated him (laughs) from the second I saw his bio and he like swapped the high line in his loafers and he had the scarf and the Harvard. And I was like, I already don't like this guy. Prejudged him. Then there was a few episodes where he was kind of funny and I was like, okay, this is kind of refreshing. Like he's whatever. And then these last two, I think it's just too much. Like I I really, him picking this fight with Noah, who's much younger than him was weird. The present was weird. The emotional intelligence drives me insane. Like I don't, I know he's going to probably have like this huge arc on Bachelor in Paradise, but I kind of don't want to see him again well unfortunately for you you will see him again i know because he's going to be number one pick for bachelor in paradise post covid fiji fijian islands wherever it is he is made for bachelor in paradise but it's been my experience that the people that are most often the most diabolical are the most enjoyable outside of the show that they have the best sense of humor and they don't take themselves that seriously i'm going to say that bennett is probably quite fun to have a drink with in Manhattan when people can actually be in restaurants again. And now, I mean, the amount of people who are going to be trying to have a drink with him after this, he turned into the Bennett show. He might've gotten more screen time than Tasha's for some of these episodes. And now he's on TikTok. Have you seen his TikTok? You oh might... no, I need to check that out because I have to tell you, I kind of like him. I think he's okay. funny. And I, you know what? I kind of dig the Ascots because I okay. think that there is a woman for him. The woman for him probably lives in in like Maine, I'm gonna say coastal Maine, Kenny Bunkport. Okay. She has a lot of vineyard vines. She probably has one of those scarves that's like around her neck Mm. with like a loafer and probably carries like a bright pastel bag. That's the lady for him. Maybe like a like a Cameron from Southern Charm almost, but like yes. she's kind of funny too. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well let's talk about that mini two on one situation with Noah. Um, I just he I think Bennett shot himself in the foot because the kiss of death is when you say that the other relationship is going to fail, right? Like of course there's a zero percent chance she's going to end up with Noah, but Bennett saying that makes Tasha feel like she's not in control of her own show, and that's mm-hmm. a horrible idea, right? Yes, but I also think that there's an enormous amount of hours of filming 
And they're probably clenching their butt cheeks for weeks. Like I have to say the right thing and do the right thing all the time. And sometimes they let their guard down because they had too many cocktails or they're starving or they're like missing their dog. And that was one of those weak spots where it was like, let's call a spade a spade. You don't have a chance to go home with this girl. You and I both know it. Let's cut the shit right now. Yeah. And they were like pouncing on that because they're going through hours and hours of footage and they're like, and we got him. So that was probably that big of a moment. And they made it this big. Uh, and I think that he knew that his walking papers were coming in some way. But then I think he was like, I like being on TV. I can't let this dream go. Sarah, I can't let this go. I'm made for a TV show. I need a spinoff. I need to go beyond the job that I had working in the office crunching numbers. I want to live at La Quinta Inn and resort for the rest of my life. I can't yes. go home. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I feel they like were, they were filming that show when it was 120 degrees. Did you see when JoJo showed up? Yes. It was like her face makeup would just like fell off her face. I feel like the first couple episodes, you couldn't tell as much, but these last couple, they are all so drained emotionally. And I think the heat is probably a big part of it. Probably. Okay. Can we also just talk about one location in general? Because yes. I, I'm really, I thought that this wasn't going to change the show that much because this is a huge resort. There's a million pools, a million hot tubs, but oh my God, it is a little painful to see them riding around the schooners and pretending to be like enjoying this, these dates. Well, it's actually not that big of a resort. Okay. It, so they filmed the limo scene where you, where they pull up. That is right where you have check-in. Adjacent to the check-in area is this place where they probably have held some of the candle ceremonies. Okay. Behind that is the only area where they have restaurants. So they have a Mexican restaurant up top. They can't film in it because it's too dingy. And then they've got some other dingy restaurant beneath. And then there's like a candy store next door. And then they've got three different boutiques where they sell like resort wear. They can't film anywhere there. Okay. Left of that is the spa. Now the spa needs some updating. So they can only film in like one area of the spa. Okay, then we move on to the villas. The villas have not been renovated in some time. You've seen some of their uh, their spots. It's old tile. If I were the cameraman, I'm like, we're shit out of luck, guys. Like we have to find the one villa that was renovated and make the most of it. Right. And Which so is that's tachos, why I they're guess. doing exactly the presidente. So that's why they're doing loops around because really the reception area the 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 tennis court where they did the meatball hugger uh competition those are the only spots that are actually attractive enough for filming it's kind of like if they decided to do a whole season at the marriott and westlake villages you'd have three spots to really film right it's i'm feeling it i really didn't think it would be that bad but i'm like really over that luck into inn and resort like i cannot wait to go to this pennsylvania woodlands place they found for matt james i'm i have high hopes that maybe there was oh. they, it's bigger i think they have more activities i don't know what's open but i'm hoping that there's something else because these dates were were pretty painful they're pretty painful i but i i give it to the the staff who yeah. really tried to make it work and by the way i have a friend that was a cameraman on the show oh my god what yeah, can you he, tell me <laughs> that the moment with chris harrison where claire had said he's the man i've my dreams i want like i want to marry i think i want to marry him that legit they were all like what like what do you they, they really honestly were like so confused by that so when you see him like dive out of a bush and go, wait, 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 what did you just say? That was legit. Like on night one? Yes, they were like, wait, what is going on? And they had like 
12, 18 hours where they were like shuffling the board around. Like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Um, so that was all real. Wow. I will say that with the switch up of it all, one, I actually kind of enjoyed the Claire episodes because they were so infuriating and insane. And the whole thing was just wild. And I, I think the most fun part about this show is talking about it and Twitter and everyone, you know, poking fun and being silly and everything. So I actually really enjoyed those episodes and I didn't have high hopes that Tasha that it was going to be a seamless transition, but she's actually has a lot of connections with these guys. She's taking it very seriously. I feel like all things considered besides me being really sick of this resort, it's going pretty well. I'm going to disagree with you. Wow. We're all over the place today. We are not on the same page, but keep going. <laughs> I feel like she is a supporting actor in an award-winning mm-hmm. role for the, the woman who replaced the head of HR and is pretending to enjoy the candidates that are up for the new position of, really? head of marketing. I don't believe at a cellular level, she is mildly attracted or interested in a long-term relationship with any of them. But I think that she's like, this is kind of a great gig and I got to make the most of it. So I'm going to do, I feel like she's the person that if she has a job, she goes all in. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do the shit out of this job. And I think in that capacity, she's doing the best she can. But we don't really believe that she likes somebody that runs in a, like a recovery center in New York. That's never going to work out. And that guy has got a baggage, a l- line of baggage that nobody wants to take home to their house. I think maybe you're right. And maybe she's just doing a really good job of acting interested in them. Because I guess they are all interesting and they have stories. And she seems like a nice person who's being sweet and trying to care. So maybe that's yes. why I think she's in love with them all because i don't know i kind of usually it's so obvious to me who the winner is but Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily know here like i think i've heard some of the names be thrown around but nothing's like sticking to me i don't know but let's talk about zaxi because why was he crying in the middle of the episode for no reason you know what i thought about this i remember my sister dated somebody post-divorce and she was really into him, but he was uh, an alcoholic who was in, you know, sober and she, and he broke it off with her and she was devastated. And she said it's because his sponsor had said, it's not wise to get in a relationship with someone when you, when you haven't had enough time as a sober person, like mm-hmm. basically you need to get a good fit of yourself first. And I wonder if that's part of it. Like me, I don't know how long he's been sober and maybe it's been a long time, but I get the sense that he doesn't feel totally centered yet. Mm. And he's like, I came to the show to help me figure myself out, but I'm still not there yet. And to add you to the equation is just confusing me all the more. Right. He's spending a lot of time without a television, without a phone, without a book, without his friends, his family. And he has to totally fixate on this woman and who he is and where he is in his life. And don't forget that men are never ready to propose unless they feel financially sound, emotionally sound. That's the way they work. Mm -hmm. And I think what you see is a guy who's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't think this was going to get that serious. Like, I'm not ready for this. And I think compounded with COVID He's at an elevated state and he's like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think there's two types of guys who go on the show. Well, probably like three, but the two main ones are the ones who are 
off so unhinged that they will propose the first day if you let them because or the, the little Dale vibe or they are there because they're hoping you know to go pretty far whatever see what happens they, they're interested in dating the girl but they never actually thought they would make it so then when they get closer they start to panic they start to panic yeah i also think a lot of them are like i just wanted to try out tv like yeah. i wanted to see if this was a viable dream and now this is like getting a little too personal What's interesting, though, is that that's usually the template. But these guys, maybe again because of COVID, they're revealing things about themselves that are so deeply personal and would in, in a different season made them look like a weak person. Mm -hmm. That's what's confusing because you're, you're so surprised by like Ben coming forward and saying, I've had PTSD and I've had this happen. And you're like, oh, I didn't expect that. But then you're like, is this because this is part of a reel? Does he want to be like a self-help coach? Is this, what is the trajectory of coming forward with this information? So I'm kind of stuck because I'm like, I'm welcoming the information and I'm, and I'm appreciative of it, but I'm worried about if this is part of an agenda or that I have to worry about them from now on. Because now that I know that information, I'm going to worry about him. I know. Cause he's so cute, but we know he so talked cute. about 15 year battle with bulimia obviously mental health last night yeah. suicide he uh, ptsd like there's a there, ben has been through it he has been through it and i don't know if that's something we should be watching at la quinta inn and resort right now like it's a I lot don't know either isn't that like that's where we're stuck because we 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 want him to find love i don't think Tasha's the right person for him i want him to find love for himself first mm -hmm. because i feel like that's the battle in his head and i think Tasha's just like I'm just a girl ready to meet somebody like I, this is a lot to take, but I will say this. I've never seen a bachelorette as empathetic and present and smart as she is. Yeah. I think she is the top of the top of the top. And I, I think she is a, a tremendous person. And I will also say that Riley as a contestant is probably my favorite contestant in the history of the show. And that is a tall order. Wow. And I would say if I would put on my uh, imaginary cap, uh, professorial cap of looking towards the future for professions, I'm going to say that Riley would be a great documentary filmmaker of social issues. Wow. I love that. And I think that Tasha, I'm going to say she actually is one of the only people I think who would be a terrific television host. And mo a lot of them go on to try to be television hosts. She's she's like the only one that I think actually would be good at her job. Why do you like Riley so much? I think he's actually the, the most authentic contestant that they've ever had. I think he's at the right place in his life. I think he pushes pushes people to look at him in a different way and look at social issues in a different way that we needed on the show and in our world. And I find him to be a compelling person where you're like, I want to know what happens to him after this. Like, I want to follow his life. He seems like the, per like, I always think like, would I want to hang out with that person? Would I want to have a drink with them? Would I want to read their book? And he's fitting in all those boxes. Like he yeah. would be a great host of a show on TLC where he helps people connect with, with like, uh relatives that maybe abandoned them and right then he connects them and has them work it out okay 
Wow, you're giving them a free career advice, everyone, <laughs> from Kate Casey. Um, in this date, we saw this lie detector situation, and that's where a lot of these stories kind of came from. And Riley's was something with him getting his name wrong. I don't know if I just like blinked or something, but what was his story about his dad? Okay. I didn't really get it. This is why you're going to love him. Okay. Because he was given the name of his father. Okay. And his father was not a present father. Okay. So he didn't, doesn't want to be a junior. He didn't doesn't want the association with a deadbeat guy. He wants to be his own man. And he's like, I'm an adult and I want to stand on my own two feet. And, and if I were, maybe if he were to have a son, he doesn't want to carry on the name that he doesn't feel like has enough luster. So he goes by his middle name, Riley. And so he didn't get a chance to kind of explain that. And I think that that would have been a really good moment because a lot of people relate to that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a junior, but my father is not, doesn't represent the value system that I have. And yeah. I think that's why I like him because he's, he's like a strong, that guy's a strong man. Yeah. I don't know if she picks him, but she should because I like him. I like him too. I think this whole lie detector thing was very interesting because these guys really like fell for it. Like, I feel like, isn't the whole thing about lie detector tests is everybody knows that they're not really that accurate so you could probably try to play it up like if why would you admit to cheating or why like the name thing like i feel like he got so nervous like i don't even know if it's, it was a good story to tell and i'm glad he did but i don't even know if he needed to you know what i mean like can't you kind of bs your way through those like they kind of fell for it pretty quickly yeah but i mean i th- you know the cheating thing it's like he probably told one part of the story yeah that's definitely not what he was talking about yeah, when he said so he cheated cool. yeah like oh in the eighth grade and she's like oh thank god it was in the eighth grade it's like no it was probably like eight weeks ago yeah he had um, way too much time to come up with that story in between her reaction to the cheating confession to him confessing about bolarama like i i that was annoying no. i really don't like zach c i don't know why he's no. just not doing it for me he has secrets to tell i think that I feel like I read somewhere and tell me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he divorced? Yes. So maybe he's not at a place where he's ready to get married again. And you know what? She would understand that because she'd been married before again. That's why I like her. Now, now we're talking about a real girl, a real girl who's lived a full life with no judgment. We're not like, Oh, she's damaged goods because she's been married before. Mm hmm. You want somebody who was married before, maybe at that trajectory, because she's like, now I know what I want. That is true. Yeah. And it's they're treating her in a way that it's the whole show. I think, like you were saying at the beginning, it's evolved a little bit where it's not so you need to be perfect, including Tasha and the guys. And it's refreshing and it's heavy. But 2020 has been heavy. So I'm not really that surprised that this is kind of the trajectory we've gone. But it it makes me laugh because thinking about Claire trying to have these conversations with these guys like Blake, who is still somehow here was the one who had a few deep conversations with Claire at the beginning before the deal of it all. But even then I feel like Claire was always bringing it back to herself. So like yes. imagine Claire talking to these guys. Like I think she would have tried to be sympathetic, but it very quickly would have been back to, well, this is what I've yeah. gone through. And Tasha's not really doing that. We don't even really know that much about Tasha. She talks about her divorce a little bit, but I feel like she's really letting these guys shine, which is nice, but I kind of want even more of her. But that's the mark of a great person. She spends more time listening to them 
she wants more out of them. She's letting them shine. And I like that because uh, most of the bachelorettes, it's about me, 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 because maybe they're being told you're the greatest woman that walked the earth. Mm -hmm. And, and she's and I feel like that's because you finally chose a bachelorette that's lived a full life. And you know, she's 30 now, but she's had life experiences. It doesn't have to be about her, her, her all the time because she's so secure in who she is. And I also like the companionship of Jojo as the host, because Jojo strikes me as somebody who's very centered too. And she doesn't make it about her, like the host, like mm -hmm. hey, she's not campy, like, Hey guys, welcome to the show. She is taking a step back and allowing them to, for the contestant and Tasha to be the center of attention in the most respectful way. I would imagine that Tasha and Jojo probably talked a lot at depth and stuff mm -hmm. we're not seeing too, just because yeah. as you know, there's only a handful of people in the world who know what it's like to be the bachelorette. Jojo's in a successful relationship from the show. She's four years removed, but she was still in like the social media era. She's one of the most probably successful bachelorettes, I think as far as Instagram followers and still being with the guy is concerned. So I would imagine they have a lot to talk about that we're not even seeing. I think so. And I feel like those two probably would have a friendship that was off the show too. I think you know, so too. Some of these bachelorettes, I don't know if they actually like each other in real life. I feel like they actually like each other. Yeah. There, there's this bachelorette group chat that they're all in that I'm always trying to get drama, trying to get the scoop out of when I talk to them and they never really say much, but I feel like, you know, they always point out some people are really active and some people aren't. And I would like, I would love to know the dynamic. That would be I a show know. putting all of those women back in the mansion, but like for like a month or something like a housewife's trip and like making them actually talk, like Let, talk things let's, out. Let's take a guess. Who's the most active in that chat and who's the least active. I would say like Hannah Brown is the least active. Oh, I was going to say Emily Maynard. Oh, she, she's too busy with her children. <laughs> I think she's just like, what? I was on The Bachelorette, huh? <laughs> I right? feel like Hannah Brown was a little bit like ostracized with everything that happened, like following her season, though. And then I would say that like Trista and like Deanna are probably like the most active, like OG. And then like with maybe like Rachel Lindsay and Becca, because they still do so much Bachelor like press and stuff. Do you think that Rachel was taps out of the group chat because she's like, I talk so much about the bachelor, my head's going to explode. Maybe, but I also think like, I love Rachel, but I think she kind of thrives in like, I don't even know if she realizes like how much she's even talking about. Like she does so much with it, yeah. but like, I almost feel like it's just, she lives and breathes it and she can't help it. Like she can't escape it. And she leans into it. Like, I know they told me that like Rachel was the one who added Tasha, So she's like keeping it going. Whereas mm. I feel like I would like, have it on mute. And then, like, if there was ever a drama happening, like, I would, like, send, like, the link, like, the Us Weekly story and be like, oh, what do we think of this? Like, I would try to get the ball rolling, but then, like, back out and see the responses. God, I just want to be privy to all of it. It's always been my dream that someone pretends that I'm their cousin and I get to be a hometown date participant. That I tried dinner. to get my brother on the show and it didn't work. Can't we get him on the show? He's still single. We can try. I, ha I have okay. this job now. Maybe I can pull more strings, but I've, I've filled out the application once. He he wasn't really um, into it, so he didn't exactly. I also don't have like good photos of my brother, which is normal, but I tried to get him off Facebook. It wasn't working. So I need him to like just give in to the photo shoot. Give this in. is what you need to do. Okay, tell What's me. His, what is your brother's name? His name is Billy. <laughs> Billy needs, you need to go home. You need yes. to have Billy take shirtless photos standing against a tree. I want him to wear jeans. I want him to wear a cowboy hat and a cowboy boots and stand on the side Wait, of the he's tree moving like, to Nashville hey. next month. He's moving to Nashville next month. And, th and there could not be a better city for him. Right. I want a piece of hay just popping out of his mouth. Like it's almost like a cigarette. And I want him to talk into the distance as if he's a soap star and talk about how 
he has traveled all over the world. He's never been able to find someone. This is low-key like his story. And all that he's ever wanted was to move to Nashville to find a nurse. And he hasn't been able to find it. So he feels like this show is the only way that he can find someone with concrete dreams. Concrete dreams. That's a good line. Concrete dreams. And then we could have a country music star that we've never heard of come out. Like this episode. Who was that guy? I don't know who he was, but I have to say... If I closed my eyes, I might actually enjoy that song. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible. horrible. It wasn't Did you watch horrible. The Bachelor Listen to Your Heart? Because I really liked that um, show. Every single episode. Yeah, Why did everyone watch it? I interviewed one of the guys um, and he was quite funny and I forget his name right now, but he had like a good tune. I don't know if I really believed the, to the couple that ended up together. They, maybe they are still together, but they I just, just released a Christmas song. Okay, for the love of God. I felt like Chris yeah was the more seasoned musician like he had real talent but he's not a mover and a shaker i feel like chris is like very passive and he's like if things come to me fine i feel like she's more of the hustler Mm -hmm. so maybe they're still together because of their dreams for stardom right in the end he's the one that actually was more talented well, it's going to be interesting because they overall, like they have a brand now and their album was like as Chris and Brie, but then they also have individual music. Mm-hmm. So they like ABC gave them like a record deal together, which I mean, how stupid would they be to not record the album and do it? I have no idea how their romance is going to end up, but like, I don't know. I want more of that show. I really liked it. <laughs> do you? So when you're in Nashville and you're out for drinks and mm-hmm. someone says, what do you do for a living? And you say, well, I'm a recording artist. And then they say, what label are you with? Do you say I'm with ABC? And they're like, who's ABC? And they're like, as in The Bachelor. Right. Probably. How does that bode well? You know, what's a great show, by the way, is um, Songland. Oh, I've heard about that. They like it's like they have the is it a competition or is it just like the backstory of songs? No, it's a competition. And so they come with their song and then you have three judges and they tweak your song and then you come back and compete to see who wins. And it's three different songs. Okay. And they have the best songs ever. That's like a sleeping dream of a show. That's a great show. That sounds like a good show. Are you going to watch The Masked Dancer? Of course I am. I watch every reality show. I know you do. I've never (laughs) even seen The Masked Singer, but I don't understand how they're going to guess dancing. Um, I feel like they have really mastered the art of costumery. And that they have now figured out a way to have one of those crazy outfit and headpieces on that allows them to not barf from sweat. Like they figured it out. Okay. I just don't get it, but I'm very intrigued by the (laughs) Brian Austin Green, Ashley Tisdale panel of it all. (laughs) Why is Brian Austin Green on that? Because he's trying to keep up with Megan Fox and her newfound fame with Machine Gun Kelly as like a rock star girlfriend. I mean why like did he have a background in dance like this is stoked this he is danced what... on 90210 i guess <laughs> not very well w- wasn't he the dj in the yeah. school for a little bit too i mean yeah but this is a bit of a stretch he had a rap album i think do you want to be privy to the conversations that his agent has with the mass singer dance people yes like he's hot he's on fire right now he's the best judge you're not gonna have anybody better they must have been like what meanwhile on instagram he's constantly going like live from starbucks like doing like q a's it's so bizarre he was just live from a home depot parking lot two nights ago and i can't look away 
Oh my god, I, I want to do an Instagram with him a lot. You should, you should like request. He probably doesn't know how to. He probably doesn't know how to add you, but he. I, it, I think you should. He's very interesting and he's a little shady. Like he he always likes to throw a little shade at Megan and then he'll throw like a smiley face on to try to make it seem like he's like trying to play the game. He's trying to keep up, but he's a little like older, obviously, than her. It's interesting. There's a lot there. That's been one of the biggest stories of the year. You know for what? Me. He's not gonna let her go. He'll never let her go. He'll never let her go. <laughs> He'll never let that's the made for TV movie based on the love story of Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox. He never he would never let her go. I mean, Who's it's going to who will play the two actors in the made for TV movie about Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green. Pete Davidson can play his best friend, Machine Gun Kelly. Perfect. <laughs> um, Megan Fox would probably be like Cami Mendez from Riverdale. Perfect. And I don't, Brian Austin Green, that's, that's an interesting one. I'm not sure. I'm going to say Ian Zeering because he's out of work probably. And he just like wants to throw him a bone, right? Yeah. It has to be a 90210 person. Has to be. Wow. Well, we've covered a lot. <laughs> we have covered a lot. Before I let you go back to, back to the bachelor, who, what are what are your final predictions for who you want to win? We haven't talked about Brendan at all. He was kind of the front runner from the beginning. He's got the turtlenecks, but now he's kind of faded to faded to the back, which makes me think he's going to have a bigger role later because they're trying to make like trick us with the Zaxi right. and the Ben. I think Ben's going to get his heart broken and it's going to break everyone. And he would have probably been the bachelor if they didn't already film a new season. I think Zaxi is probably going to like leave or something when his family I think comes. So too. I think he can't handle the pressure. And it's cute. Yeah. He'll go on in, in paradise maybe. But Riley and Brendan, I think, are her two potential winners. I think that she loves Zach C only because it doesn't love him. I think she's intrigued by him because he's a mystery mm-hmm. and a, 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 a smart woman likes a little mystery. She's trying to peel back the layers, right? Mm-hmm. She hasn't been able to fully un- unravel it. So she's into him. She's so into him that she doesn't pay attention to the other ones. He's going to leave the show. Cause he's like, I can't handle this. Then she's left with the others. And she's like, meh, mm. meh. And I think she's going to go, I guess I should date somebody. I don't think they're going to get, I don't think there'll be a proposal. Yeah. I think she's going to try to go, I like Riley, but I like Ben. I think she's going to have to work her way through that. I'm going to say Ben will be beloved by America. Okay. And he should be because I think he's a good person. I think that Riley should be the one she chooses. I don't think she will. And I'm hoping that we see big things from him. Okay. I agree with that. I can get behind that. I hope I never see Ed, the guy who was eliminated again. I cannot stand him. Yes. yes. He was there for way too long. Blake M, who is the one-on-one date we're going to pick up with, is definitely going to get sent home during that one-on-one date. He is useless. <laughs> um, I was shocked that Spencer, who was the first Impression Rose guy, kind of faded to black. He got out last night. Yeah. And Damar, he was kind of whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting group of guys because some people are saying it's like the best group of guys. Other people are saying that they're disappointed. I feel like it's pretty mixed online. Um, I don't know. As, as you said before, I'm, I'm happy they made the show because, you know, as I can complain about all I want. But I'm, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have any new Bachelor in 2020. Like, Peter's season was such a hot mess. We oh, needed this. Do you think that Peter and Kelly will get married? Yes, I do. I do, too. I do, too. I think they'll be. I thought I think I wrote I wrote some sort of predictions with The Bachelor. And this is I think I wrote that Peter and Kelly were going to get engaged on Christmas and that Claire and Dale were going to break up in March and she was going to go on Matt James like finale and like cry to Chris Harrison. Those were my two bold predictions for the for the year. If they get engaged and it's on Christmas and you predicted this. The very least they could do was allow you to officiate this wedding. I mean, I will 100% go online and do whatever you got to do. <laughs> Fill it out. 
Amazing. It has to be right. I think the photo shoot, it's going to it's going to be a whole thing. Do you think that his mother will be there at their proposal? A hundred percent. Are you kidding? Barb, she's still on Cameo, by the way. $59 if you want to buy a Cameo from Barb. She's gone up her prices three times in the year. I I, I check in. Um, There's a demand. And yeah, what about Matt James? Do you have any predictions for for his season? Are you looking forward to it? I think he is just going to milk this for his career for all it's worth. I don't see him being serious about any of these girls, but I think it'll be wildly entertaining. I have to say back to Peter and Kelly, the thing I like about Kelly, and I think you will not be surprised by this. She comes from a big family Mm. and I dig that because I feel like kids that come from big families, they adapt well. And I like that she has a real job. Yeah, she's smart. I think that those two have a real chance because their relationship didn't work on the show. So that means it's probably working in real life. Do you ever feel like when you look at photos that they post that he's blinking at us in Morse code, help me? I feel like people say that. I don't know. I think he's enjoying the ride right now. However, I watched one of their Instagram lives and I was wildly uncomfortable and I couldn't even, I couldn't look away. So I don't know. I I feel bad saying that because I know, you know, everyone's like just root for them. Like, of course I don't want them. Like if they end up together, that's great. If they get married, that's awesome. I don't, I'm not actively rooting against them just from what I've seen. And from this, what this show does, it it just, usually if your relationship works so well in this weird show, why would it work in real life? Yes, I think that that's that is the real question that the professors of television will have for years to come. Is it more possible for a relationship to work if it was if it was cultivated outside of the confines of the show, even though they were contestants? Right. I believe you are on to something. Yes. It's interesting. It's been quite the year of reality yes. television and dating and the, the love is blind, the this, the that. I don't know. We're, who knows what we're going to get next, but I'm sure you'll be covering it on your show. You cover literally everything. I do. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can tease it. Anything you want the Us Weekly listeners or readers to know about reality life. If you, any show you're watching, I'm sure Kate has talked to someone on it, whether it's behind the scenes, in yes. front of the camera. What are you liking right now? Like what's, what's the recommendations for the rest of the year? Give it to me before you go. I interview people on reality shows, directors, and executive producers of reality shows, docu-series, and documentaries. So everything under the unscripted umbrella. And I will tell you every week, these are the things to watch. So these are the things I want you to watch this week. Murder on Middle Beach on HBO. Absolutely. House of Ho on Netflix. Don't stop what you're doing. You got to watch that. Um, I also like Baby God, which is about a fertility fertility lawyer or excuse me, fertility doctor that was inseminating women without their consent and was is the father of countless patients. What the? That's on HBO. Um, I also love the Debbie Allen show, The Nutcracker Hot Chocolate. You will cry your face off. Mm. There is another documentary on HBO called 40 Years a Prisoner about the move movement in Philadelphia. That is a great historical documentary. You will be at your the edge of your seat. There's one on Netflix called Room 2806, okay. the accusation about this man, a French diplomat um, who worked in finance, who would have been a presidential candidate, who was alleged to have raped a woman in a hotel room in New York City. And it's about the court case. So if you go to my Instagram, my Twitter, or my Facebook group, you will find all these suggestions. I promise you that if you are stuck at home, and many of us are, you have a lot of homework to do. 
There's yeah. a lot of great stuff to watch. Sounds like I need a to stop rewatching dumb stuff and really get on board. Oh, yeah. But Murder on Middle Beach, that is where it is this week. Oh, and then one thing in theaters, if you can go to a place in the country where there are theaters, there's a new documentary out called The Assassins by Ryan White. He did The Keepers. And it's about these two women who were set up to assassinate Kim Jong-il's half-brother, Kim Jong-un. They were told they were participating in a prank show. So they went behind his brother at the Malaysian airport and with VX, which is the most lethal chemical, and put it as, on his eyes and walked away. And within an hour, he died. Oh, my God. And they thought they were on a prank show. And they assassinated the leader of North Korea's half-brother. Oh, and my so God. they were up for execution. And so the documentary is about their whole court trial. And I, you will shit your lounge pants. I was in a full flop sweat. It's like I'm crazy. scared already. Wow. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, if Kate can do it with five kids and uh, a lot going on, you guys can watch all those shows too. Listen to this show, like, and subscribe. Listen to her show, like, and subscribe. I'm sure you'll be back for Matt James season. Welcome Can't anytime. Wait. Thank you, Kate. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you everyone for tuning in to another week of Here for the Right Reasons. We will be back next week as Tasha's journey to find love continues. We're getting so close to the end. I can feel it and looking ahead to Matt James season. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a five-star review and we'll talk to you next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.